bring you a special report. Westworld, Westworld, party time, excellent! <laughs> Hi, this is illustrious Michael K. Easton. I'm Cliff Barnes. And I'm Seth, and welcome to the podcast that tastes like Christmas in your ears. <laughs> We're uh, talking about Westworld, guys. Get super pumped. I called off work for this. My nipples were hard. Episode 9, The Well-Tempered Clavier. Now, is that the correct uh, pronunciation? You say so. Probably not. As far as I'm, I'm ruling it is. I've been so right about everything that, that I must be right about the pr- pronunciation I with Michael to, K. Easton. <laughs> I wanted to put the recording off of this podcast for as long as possible to see how much I can make Seth sweat. Hey, I... I got all night. So, I'm right about everything. Face it. <laughs> uh, podcast over. You came out of the womb right, correct? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, if you're listening to this podcast, I don't want to hear anything about how I ruined it for you. Okay? I, I, why are you listening? What did you think you were getting? <laughs> were you here? You're here to talk about the episode. I don't know anything you don't know. I just... No, I just don't know it better than you do. <laughs> Maybe they're they're tuning in to see what path Michael will lead them down. Yeah, I mean, like, like we are. This is not a spoiler cast. This are, these are just theories. You know, the creators of the show are begging for this. They created a show that they knew people were going to rip apart. This is going to be an HBO nine o'clock Sunday show. People are going to be watching it. People are going to be picking at it, just like Game of Thrones and anything else. And they gave us what we wanted. They gave us fodder to tear apart. And so this is what they were asking us to do. So don't complain if you get on. Not that anybody is. I'm just saying. Preemptively. You I know, think we're doing pretty good if we've got a few listeners that don't watch the show. But <laughs> oh, well, We have too. multiple <laughs> listeners that don't watch the show. But they Don't they, waste your... Good hard-earned Kroger money on that HBO Go. <laughs> yeah, just let me describe the whole thing to you and be really excited about it. Although I would love to interview someone that has listened to the podcast, that has not watched the show, and then go back and watch the episode that we recapped. Yeah. Wow. Now you're just playing with fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They'll be like, that didn't happen. But anyway, people... I get it. It's very easy that you could have watched the show and not understand what was happening. And, I did. And stop watching. That's <laughs> why there are things like this, because people don't get it. People are, like, frustrated because they didn't catch something, and it didn't make any sense to them. There's, like, a billion things. Let's let's kind of go through it real quick so we're all on the same page. Kinda we're all on the same loop. Yeah, I mean, if we're not if we're not starting out like this, then you're not going to know what we're talking about anyway. And we keep picking up new listeners so you need to know what we think and have been proven right on now. So we got... Cliff, are you on your loop? The <laughs> yeah, I'm always on my loop. Oh, yeah. So the man in black, uh, spoiler, it's Will. Now, was there not like some with this episode that made you think the man in black might be Logan? Uh, yes, I was going to bring... I'll bring up when we get okay. to it that that is a super trick. It's one of their super tricks they keep trying to do. To fool people into thinking it's Logan, like they always have, and I'll point it out when we get to it. But don't fall for it. It's William. There's like a hundred things pointing at that. Um, Bernard Arnold. You know that I have, 
that that kind of I swear I thought of that myself. And it's all it's all over the internet now. It was too easy. I came up with it and other people came up with it the same organic way. Just mix the two names together, Bernard and Arnold Bernard. Welcome to the world of yes, where ideas. Mike Michael has come up with a lot of other million ideas. <laughs> and and now this is my first exposure to it. But I'm not hurt. That's great. Uh Bernard is a copy of the original Arnold. You definitely got evidence of that this episode. It was a boom to some people, and to us, we already knew it. I was watching it with some guys that we'd already had this discussion, or they'd listened to the podcast, and I, I'm like, I'm sorry? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, am I supposed to apologize after we watched that, and you weren't, like, floored? I, I get it. Um, you know, it would have been something to have experienced that moment, not knowing it, but... You soiled it. But, you know, this is what you get being my friend. <laughs> and you're all my friends. So, also another thing, Escalante. That's the the church town. That's the center of the maze in our belief, in my belief, I guess. And following the maze wakes hosts up. Just doing the act of following the maze. And don't feel bad if you missed this stuff. A lot of these characters don't age what you know they this show was set up to screw with you when you have characters that don't change the way they look you should have known should have known they were going to use that to mess with us and have different time frames and not to mention the way the hosts have memories it's like they're experiencing it as if it was happening at that moment right and and I'm going to get to that. I'm going to give you some props later, Michael, so prepare yourself again. Oh. Once once every other episode, I actually tell Michael he got something right. So just because we knew things would happen, it doesn't take away from the execution of it. The overall story, I still enjoy what I'm watching. And by all means, the the cherry on top of every podcast is when you get all the way to the end and you hear the crazy theories that we have that keep turning out right. You're going to hear some realistic theories, and you're going to hear Michael have some theories. So, (laughs) enjoy this, guys. This is it. This is the last episode that we have that we don't know what's going to happen in season one. We don't know how it's going to wrap up. These are the good old days. Enjoy it. And and that's what this whole show and podcast has been the whole entire time, is just enjoying the ride, enjoying the experience. That's right. If you if you were spoiled for something, I'm sorry. I think you at least got some enjoyment out of listening to us. Let's start at the beginning of the episode. They're on the ocean floor. Yep. They're on the ocean floor. <laughs> Not even. We're in the present. We opened with Maeve, who was brought backstage. For what? In the last episode, she killed New Clementine. And she you know, she's faking that they've got her you know, subdued because she now, cannot be screwed with. Did anyone think from the beginning of the show that she was going to be such a badass bitch? No. It's PG 13. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. I no, we weren't expecting that. I, I liked her as an actress, but this is her shining moment. This is, she's, this is the best thing I've ever seen her in. You know, first time I saw her mission impossible Two, the worst mission impossible movie. <laughs> But you know, but, a, I, mean, I just a, mean like she stole the show from Dolores. Like we were all like hot and sweaty for Dolores, and she quickly and easily <laughs> just stole the show. Michael doesn't speak for all of us <laughs> here on Kapow, but we were we were giving a lot of props to Delo- to 
Evan Rachel Wood, great acting job. And I'm going to do it again this episode because she has some good moments that, you know, they all do. They're all doing great. We always say that, but I do. They are the the heartbeat of the show and I do want to give credit to them. So Maeve is like staring straight ahead. She's being um, talked to by Bernard and she kind of flicks a look at him when he's not looking at her, you know, to let us know the viewer that she's not under his control. And then he's like, bring yourself back online. So she fakes it and analysis, what motivated your attack? And she says, what her Samaritan reflex and you're like, what? We saw that. There was nothing going on. Liar. And she's a big liar. So she says Clementine was moving toward a pair of guests with harmful intent. And Bernard like checks on his little pad, you know, and sees, well, yeah, here it shows that you perceived a threat. Your heart rate was elevated. Pupils dilated. But also you had some intense grief and suffering. Why? And she's has she's supposed to be turned up to what twenty twenty five I don't know her answer is I don't know she is turned <laughs> up to eleven yeah <laughs> turn it up to eleven that's one more <laughs> so she uh she doesn't know I think they could have come up with a better answer than that but she's turned yeah she's turned so uh she's woke so Bernard she's woke. looks he says I'm gonna look under the hood looking on his iPad and he's like. Who made these code changes? Somebody's been messing around in here. And he wants to alert Ford, and she grabs him and lets him know she's not under his control. And she's like, uh, don't. We've been down this road before. I thought you looked familiar. Now, what does she mean by that, Michael? Well, it could be that she's talking about Arnold, or she could be talking about when she decided to stab some scissors in her neck. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's possible. We know that she was back there thirty five years ago. She yeah, because she was in the she's in the original yeah she's in the original beta group of people, and she hosts, and she would have probably seen Arnold. So could she remember him? He doesn't know what she's talking about because Ford wiped wiped him out. So she says it takes a thief to catch one, and he's trying to ponder what she's saying. He's like, you and I. You know, thinking we're hosts, you know, and so she freezes him. She turns the table. <laughs> Cliff is getting in the cookies. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're hosting this sh- shindig at the East in the State. Well, we're doing a full tour of America, mm-hmm. and just like Trump. Okay, so <laughs> it's a it's a difficult thing realizing your entire life is some hideous fiction, is what she says. She said, I could make you forget this. And this is what I like about the way she is handling everything. She could control everybody just as much as these guys in behavior. Maybe even as much as Ford. But she's choosing not to. She's giving them free will. She's saying, I am not going to make you forget this. That's what they do. She says, I I just want you to clear me for return to the park. Because I got stuff to do. And she's got a date with a homicidal bandit, which we know is going to be Hector. And she's already late. So he does it. Of course, he does what she says because he can't help himself. And she advises him to seek out all the truth about his existence. And what she says, she says, it's like a good screw. Half is worse than none at all, which is what he got before. When he came, you know, got some coherence last episode, he realized he was a host, you know, it wasn't, he get wiped right afterwards, so. Kind of like pizza. Even when it's bad, it's still good. Okay. <laughs> These are the comments that you're here for. Mm-hmm. So then we go to the past. 
30 years ago. We're saying Will is a man in black. This is the time frame in the past. And we got explosions outside of this army camp. And they're set. Federados. Yeah, they're sitting around a table. And Logan's eating. Talking about eating squab or whatever. This was a. You, this was weird with yeah, Logan go, you, because he like switched characters back and forth. Like it was almost like he was like sucked into it back and forth. Like he didn't know. Like he wanted to portray himself a certain way, but his own emotions portrayed him throughout the episode. Yeah, I. I well, good. It's they're soon to be brother-in-laws. Yeah, which could be touchy. In the real world. Right. Don't think of Logan. At, th- this is a big mistake people are doing in this show. And I want to point this out, what Cliff is saying. They, Logan is not this dastardly guy that, ro- right. you know, some succubus roaming the earth. He is just some dude. Think of this as a bachelor party. Yeah, this guy is not as evil as he is made out to be. I mean, I think... He could prove prove to be in the long run. We don't know. He's sleazy. He is sleazy, but he could easily be in a, any one of us in a video game. And I'll point out later why, like Cliff's saying, to p- proving why he's not so bad. So anyway, he's talking about eating squab. Anyway, I was going to say we were discussing how this food, like, could they kill things? Oh yeah, I did think of that. I was mm. like, uh huh. Yeah, I was, I, I was like, I was like, I don't know if it's a. Uh, going to be a problem you know to make us i i can't figure out whether you can hunt something and kill it and eat yeah. it when i have also heard that the only things that are real are flies you know according to the show producer so i'm like well if the humans are more human than humans as they keep more pointing human. drop drop Ooh. some rob zombie in here yeah. more human than human well here's my question does whatever they hunt and kill taste the same as old what fake Wyatt's leg, human leg he's chomping on? Because they're made out of the same stuff, right? Yeah. So wouldn't it all taste isn't the same? It, isn't it super moist, just like that? <laughs> it's so succulent. You guys like when we say moist, right? Okay. And juicy. So I actually, I, speaking of wait, wait, speaking okay. of moist, moist and juicy, uh, he pulls the he pulls the gag out of uh, Wyatt's mouth. And he starts wiping his face with yeah, it. Yeah, pretty gross. Now, uh, this is where I turn on Logan and say he's a psychopath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who does that? Who who does that? I, I don't understand. But he oh. says, Pariah was good. Now I'm a major. You know, and he, he kind of points at the little thing on his vest. So, now come on, guys. This is the biggest Easter egg we've seen yet. Uh, he has a hand of the king thing there's no rank in the military that has the hand of the king emblem on it this is straight from game of thrones hbo this is this is hbo giving us an easter egg for game of thrones so if you missed that we're we're here to show it tell you tell you about it it was it there it was hilarious to me i mean it's exactly it is that's exactly what it is so uh that was nice so anyway he says it it took getting beaten he was okay he's not even mad he's like i ain't mad at you He's like, I got beaten and interrogated, but it was all, it's all worth it. He says, say la guerre. So if anybody wants to know, that means basically that just means it's war. Which, I mean, things happen. This whole entire time, he's trying to get Will to take part in this adventure. And so Will does, much to his chagrin, but. Right. Yeah. He is very understanding, if you want, if you ask me. I mean, a lot of the ways he handles this, he is just totally cool about it. In his reality, which is the reality. You know, Logan is right 
he's got it all figured out. So he says, well, well, Will's like, but you don't understand, dude. Dolores is special. He's like, well, we gotta get her out of here. And he's like, now wait a minute. Logan's like, you want to take her home. <laughs> he's like, I can't even believe you're saying this. Like, in your luggage? <laughs> I love that. And and this is the best. Put it in his closet for special occasions. It's just like really calling out how stupid that is. We're we're like bred to be in William's camp here. We're thinking, yes, we love Dolores. She's coming to life like friggin' Pinocchio. You know, we want to take her home. And he's like, this is dumb. Feed her and love her and be with her forever. (laughs) Right. Oh my god, it's Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> I was thinking of the Abominable Snowman or whatever. Uh, George. 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 So anyway, him. what does Dolores say? It was so great. She says, out? If it is so awesome out there. She doesn't say awesome, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if it's so freaking awesome, I'm going to even really put words in her mouth. She says, why are you all clamoring to get in here? Boom. She really slammed him there. And that was probably, that was one of the best acting jobs on her part to be so embedded in her reality, what was going on. She just acted like a programmed person. This is how she saw things and couldn't believe what they were even talking about. It didn't, it looked like nothing to her basically. And what does, you know, Logan just looks at her. He's like, you are a little screwy and, and it's hot. Basically he's into it. He's like, so William, William's like, it's about what's right. And Logan's like, I'm going to help you out, buddy. You are way too caught up in this chick. But there wasn't there a point where he kind of gives her a look like he realizes that there is something off there with her that he kind of like is taking. It's possibly, I mean, it's, it's very slight. I believe it. There's at one point, like He's one of her reactions yeah. to what Will saying is. He kind of gives like a nod or something like, what's going on here? Yeah, I, but, I he's catching on to the fact that she is not what he hopes her to be. Um. Anyway, so Logan like grabs Dolores and, and we don't know. You know, we go to the next scene. So now we're, we go back to the present and we see Bernard goes to Ford's office. He's investigating just like Maeve told him to. I was very proud of, of uh, Bernard. Yes, he goes to, Maeve, to a Ford's office and he's... Looking around in there, and then boom! Like I thought this was going to be a time jump because it was edited so oddly, but it wasn't. You know, um, it just really stuck out to me. Red flag that this was going to be some sort of time jump, but it it wasn't. I don't think, except that I think I'll point out later that there's multiple times that it goes on that he has this meeting with Ford, but he suddenly is in cold storage down there where uh, Ford usually talks to Wild Bill. I believe in that area, and for, he has had Ford come to meet him. I think we're gonna have to put Seth in cold storage after this show's over with. <laughs> I've heard that that was suggested by a, a listener. I'm I'm fine. You wipe wipe my mind, and just let me watch the show again. We come back and talk about it. Like I'll never know that it happened. We can just do this on a loop. I already have certain days off. I can do this. So Ford says, "Why are we meeting among the dead?" And Bernard's like. Well, that's not quite the word. He's pointing out, you know, all these people in cold storage aren't dead. They're just hobbled. They could still, you could be, they could be put right back out into Westworld. And Ford's like, you broke into my office. And Bernard's like, well, you broke into my mind. 
They're kind of going toe-to-toe. Ford says, I build it, I can change it, or I can burn it down. And Bernard says, my code shows that the most elegant parts weren't written by you. Arnold built us, didn't he? He had something different in mind for us, and maybe you killed him for it. Well, Arnold was disturbed. Who knows why he did what he did? Well, Bernard wants access to his history. He wants him to make him remember what happened. So he's like, if Arnold made me, then he'll be in my memory along with the truth, which is not true. He's not going to be in your memory because you came after him. But he doesn't know that. And Ford's like, well, you might not like what you find if you start seeing what you've been doing. Well, Bernard pulls a gun out. Ford says, you can't use that, dummy. You know, you can't shoot humans. He's like, well, somebody can. Clementine comes strolling in in like a complete nod to Bride of Frankenstein. Full white gown. And she's just totally controlled. And she he gives her the gun. She's going to shoot Ford if he gets out of line. And he's like, Clem's directives were erased so she can hurt you. She only responds to me, Bernard says, and if I get lost in my memories, you either pull me back out or she's going to shoot you. Bernard's trying to go full boss mode. Oh, yeah. So Ford gives him access and he starts remembering stuff. So Bernard remembers reading Charlie the book, the Alice in Wonderland, talking to his wife. And I sent both of you guys pictures of that scene where I had already told you that was a fake video conference call with his wife. And we see you, you can hear Ford's voice and... If you pause the screen, you can even see Ford on the screen. There was a slight flicker. Yeah. Like, it, it immediately made me think of Fight Club. Yeah. Spoilers for Fight Club. Uh, <laughs> 20 <laughs> years later, it's okay. So, Teresa's in bed, you know, is the next memory where Teresa was in bed, and we had said this episodes ago that she was made a comment about uh, when Bernard talked to her was he just practicing as a host? Which uh, we thought at the time, well, we already were on to him. And he freezes his memory. Like, this is how he's dealing with these things. He can just freeze the memory of what's happening to to him and take a step back and really analyze the situation. Um, he sees, moves on to the next memory, sees Teresa dead. Then he sees himself choking Elsie in the theater. And that way, just breaks my heart. Yeah, you hate to see that she's dead. I love Elsie. Right. Well, there may be hope. I think there's hope. Okay. So Bernard wakes up and he's like, Elsie. And Ford's like, tough decisions. Remembering them will only cause you trauma. Can we just stop this now? And no, Bernard wants sent back. Which just makes you wonder how many times Ford has gone down this road with him. Yeah, well, he, because the the whole entire time it really Ford doesn't really show a whole lot of emotions. Oh no, no, he's full on emotionless hum, human. But he Bernard makes an interesting point that trauma can be illuminating, and we've already said that these these guys when they feel pain or grief, they become more real or learn something. So now we're back to the past. We're thirty years ago again, and we've got. Dolores is like sitting on some guy's lap. He's pawing at her. She, you know, she, she's being picked at and, and Logan is talking to Will and he's like, you know, we were kind of friends and then you schemed to get in with my sister because we know Will is engaged to Juliet, Logan's sister. And, but you seem to have even forgot about her and he whips out at least two pictures out of his jacket. 
which I'd love to know what the other picture or two are, are on, you know, are on them. But the one he does show, shove in William's face, is the picture that Abernathy. Nah, uh, it is. It yeah, is, it is the same. picture. I that, didn't see that. That Abernathy finds in the first episode. Her dad finds that sees the girl in like Times Square or whatever. This is Juliet. So. I wasn't expecting you to not have noticed that, Michael, but now I already have written in here. I want you to explain how that happened. How did that picture get to Peter Abernathy? Find it. Go. <laughs> well, Dolores has treasures that she has hidden around her property to try to make her remember things because she knows that she's getting erased over time and time, like little bits and pieces of her. So she tries to hide remembrances Nice and, try. And that's what, how nice I'm try. going with. Okay, I like it. On, put on the spot, Michael did have an answer. <laughs> I always have an answer. Okay. Whether it's right or wrong. Okay. I don't love that answer. I thought it was lost. <laughs> she threw it in the ocean. Anyway. Yeah, she <laughs> threw it. Yeah, we forgot. You forgot, Michael. We're in the ocean. We're on the floor of the ocean. Um, yeah, I, I'll try to explain what I think later, but. Basically, the one the one thing that we do know is this grounds us in the fact, first off, this picture looks brand new. And the picture we see in the first episode is older. You know, it's been around the block. So we know, you know, this happened before then. So anyone questioning timeline theories, here you go. This happened before present day. So he says, he gives the picture to Will. He just stuffs it down in his shirt. He says... Uh, you know, Will's still like, but Dolores is special. And he's like, he's got here. Logan grabs Dolores and he's like licking at her and real creepy. And, you know, maybe he isn't so great. <laughs> he's like, she, she ain't a real live girl. You know, he's like, perhaps a more visceral demonstration. And he pulls out the knife that we see. It's William's knife. It's the Man in Black's knife. It's the I mean, if you got, it's the same dang knife everywhere. It's the switcheroo. Yeah. So if you pay attention to that, it's the same knife, and he just guts her. He said, and what was the first thing I thought of, which Michael was alluding to at the beginning here about Logan possibly being the Man in Black, is that we heard earlier on the Man in Black tell Teddy that he once opened up one of these hosts and that the the early models and they had a million perfect parts before they changed them and made them more organic like Teddy and them. And, you know, we see here that Dolores is one of these original hosts and she, like we thought, and she is made up of a million perfect parts. And so this is where people will, you know, grab to that theory that Logan, you know, being a black hat himself is going to turn out to be the man in black, but don't believe it. It's a ruse. And I'll explain why, you know, why that statement still works out later. Um, so he's like, look, you got to look at it. I'm going to make you look at it. And so Dolores is, is like, there is beauty in this world. Arnold made it that way. But people like you keep spreading over it like a stain. And I, I already said this last episode. I think in this loop of the past, she's going to die. And this is a, this definitely sets it out on that path she is stabbed grievously here she's gonna i think again i'm predicting she's gonna end up face down in the water like she remembered happening to herself and logan's like your world was built for people like me and he's right 
Logan's right. You know, this, this stuff, she was made for him, you know, so he shouldn't, should he feel guilty about anything he does? I don't know. Sounds like a seventies love song. You were made for me. (laughs) Should I feel guilty? (laughs) She cuts his face with a knife, grabs a gun, shoots two. Once again, he was shocked that she actually cut his face. Yeah. She was like proactively doing stuff, but you know, they're out around the outskirts. So. She shoots a couple hosts because she can do that. They're hosts. And she, you know, has been like opened up a little. She can shoot. So William says to her, just run and I'll find you. That sounds like a 70s song. So we got some music coming Ooh, in. Hello. You got a phone call? <laughs> That's Dolores. <laughs> oh, what'd she have to say? She says, get off your loop. Come find me. So anyway, she takes off running. She falls down hurt because she got gutted. And then she remembers things. She realizes that she is remembering this. And this is where I want to give Michael props. Listen, Michael, I'm saying that you were right about the fact, like I have said, that we are seeing different time frames. And you have, you kind of in, interpreted that it's just them remembering these things happening. And I, I'm kind of leaning your way. It, it's splitting. We, we get to see. It's splitting hairs. We are, this... It's it is something that happened, but yes, they are remembering it. She is remembering these things, and it is kind that, of unfolds even further on in the episode. Go ahead. Nah, I was gonna go down on a theory that was gonna be incorrect, but uh, <laughs> oh, did well. it involve the ocean? <laughs> did did anybody else think when he like pulled her open, she looked like her her stomach area looked like C three PO? I knew you were gonna say she that. did look like C three PO. What does that? It's less what that means about her, and more what it means about C three PO. What do you think about that? It tells me I know what George Lucas has been doing lately. <laughs> I think there's another land somewhere. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she had <laughs> fell down hurt from this stab, and then all of a sudden she gets up and she's totally fine because that's the present loop. She's fine in the present loop that she's doing by herself, but she's remembering everything that happened to her as she's doing this loop. So by the time she gets to this into this episode, she knows. She's going to have remembered all about William. Okay. That she didn't remember at the beginning of this loop. So anyway, she's, she, you know, so she's fine. So some people are going to be confused by that, that she's suddenly healed. And that's because it's two different times. So in the present now, she's not hurt. And also in the present, we see Hector, which after he finally, any time that he would actually get the safe out of the Mariposa, he goes out into the into Sweet <laughs> Sweetwater Hills with his group, Armistice and a few other dudes, and we see he goes take go, goes to take a leak, and Maeve comes and you know catches up to him and says, "Hey, I I know what's going to happen," and she proves it to him by saying something. She knows about Il- Isabella. And she knows about his scar. And these are things we don't know anything about. But it's his backstory. It's his cornerstone, you know, that we're going to hear about later. But this is what, you know, his backstory. And she knows about it. And so it proves to him that she knows what she's talking about. And then on top of that, she says, I know these guys are all going to start arguing. They're going to start shooting each other. And then when you get in on it, Armistice is going to tell you, you damn fool. And she'll shoot you. So... Right then, he hears these guys fighting. He runs in, tries to stop them. They kill each other. And then when Armistice goes, you damn fool. This time, Maeve shoots her and stops stops that from happening. She says, it's pizza time. 
Okay. What is that? What is, what is pizza I just got to know what pizza time is before you forget it. It's sexy time. It's pizza time. Is that what, is that what? the, now wait, just so, is this the great line to use on my sister? No, I use my, I, I save the gold standard for her. Oh my gosh. All I know is if he mentions pizza, I'm running for the hills. <laughs> well, she does like pizza. I'm still going to be. out the door. Yeah. Hey, babe, are you watching pizza? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's pizza time. You really got to bring this back down to PG. Yeah. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> so, normally, what we're seeing here is that Hector always dies here. This is the end of his loop, and that may have stopped it. Not only that, she's going to show him what's in this safe. She's like, break into hell with me and rob the gods blind, which she considers everybody behind the scenes. That's hell. They're the gods. He's like, why would I? And she's and she again is like, I could make you. You know, she's like, I you don't realize how much power I have, but I don't want to do that. She's like, but I want you to see this. And she's gonna let him open the safe because she is the combination. We knew that. And you know, I knew the safe was empty. The man in black has said before, you're not going to find what you're looking for in that safe. But I got to tell you, I was still a little nervous when they rolled that safe. <laughs> I'm going to admit it. I was like, what is in there? I'm you back know? to other lands. And sure enough, it was empty. So, she's like, it's empty like everything else in this world. She's like, I died with my eyes open to see the masters who pull our strings. I've been to hell, which is behind the scenes to her. And I know their tricks. And he, he's, you know, they've got the knife to her belly and, you know, cause it's all about knives and she's with her, you know, and she, it triggers this memory with him. She's like, kill, kill me and start over tomorrow. But she's like, the safe is always going to be empty. She's telling him, if you still need to decide what you're going to do, do you want to come back here every day and the safe's empty? No. And then he remembers because he's, you know, the knife's to her belly. This is, flagging something in his brain he's like we have been here before yeah in her room at the mariposa a few episodes ago and she's like we also did this and they start kissing well they move things over into the tent and he's like how do we get there how do we get behind the scenes and she's like getting to hell is easy and kicks the lantern over and catches the tent on fire the rest is where it gets gets hard and then we find out she's moved <laughs> she's moved on from choke out sex to fire sex I think they burnt the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> well, the control room there is... <laughs> I smell burnt pizza in here. <laughs> so, she could have... They could... Yes, okay. Anyone that wants to pick at some flair in a story, which I happen to appreciate, you know, yes, they could have just shot themselves and went behind the scenes. But they Does decide- this episode have enough flair for you? I think it does. Okay. And they're like, they decided to go out for, you got to think of it like this. She, her programming is to be used for sex all the time. We have seen Hector used for sex by Charlotte. You know, they, they have no control over really what they do in their host lives. Now that they do, they are choosing to perform Stick this to act. Their program. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but they, they're choosing to do this together. It's not because somebody made them. Does this mean they're flame retarded? <laughs> well, that's a good question because this is another thing that I could see someone having a problem with. Mm. The fact that 
they get the way they choose to go back there is not to get shot where they can be easily cauterized. They're gonna need a big cauterizer to fix up the total burn victim that they're yeah. gonna have turned into. If, if episode ten, they don't come out looking like Dwight from The Walking Dead. <laughs> this whole thing is just a ruse. Well, I don't want to break your heart, but they're gonna be fine, and I'm fine with that because that was an appropriate thematic way for them to go out. I lo- I like that. It's a passion statement. It was great. So now we're back to the past with William and Logan. Get excited. Woo! Will's like, did they find her? Slice and dice time. Will's like, did they find her? Was she alive? And Logan's like, this is the best. Logan's like, she never was alive, dude. Don't you get it? Even if they find her, she never was alive. Even if she's sitting here well, that's fine. That's the whole point is... Uh, well drank the Kool-Aid and right. he's not coming out of it. Lo- I mean, Logan's right. Will does not get it. Finally, he's, he seems to get it. He's like, you know, you're right. I can't believe I got so caught up. So what happens, Logan? I'm, I'm going with Cliff here. Lo- Logan's like, you're my brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. He's like, he goes and gets the knife. You seem to be coming to your senses. Takes the knife. I hate. I, I don't yeah. like that scene because I feel like it was just to, to progress the story. It was too easy and too quick. Well, Why don't you like it? Episode. Why don't you like it? And let me let me ruin it for you. Well, just because he immediately like just believed him. Like, okay, Michael. He didn't. We find out later in this very episode. I'm pretty sure you watched that he was faking it. Oh, I know that. Okay, then that's it. That's your explanation. Okay. He just said, you're right, Logan. You're, you know, you're my friend. And he's full like of... Te- he, like Teddy Ruxpin. Right, he's full of crap. So, Logan grabs the knife. So, what? We, I want you to take note of this. He grabs the knife and cuts William free from a rope. And then Logan says, the park seduces everybody. I get it. You wanted to be the hero. It's like Vegas. He didn't say that. But what happens here stays here. So from now on, my my, my thing is, it's like Westworld. What happens here stays here. So he's now, like... Now, do you think this knife will get an Academy Award? Oh, this this knife has done some of the Oscar? best acting. I mean, basically, I'm, my review would say, sharp! Okay, so Logan's like, you know, really implying he's not even going to tell his sister... About Dolores, because what happens here stays here. But Logan's right about everything so far. Then we go to the present, and we're finally getting to see Teddy, the man in black, and Angela. And Angela wakes Teddy, removes the arrow she stabbed into him last episode, and the man in black's like, great job, Teddy. He's ticked. He's like, you track down the whore that can lead us to the gatekeeper of the maze, and then your memory glitch screwed us. And we see one of these horn guys, one of these mini bosses. Booba Nation. Yes. Breaking some bone out of like a dead body. I think that's what he was doing. Like, that's what they their story is, I guess. They like take bone and make it into a hat or something. I don't know. You know, that, it seemed like these guys aren't real, so I'm not going to like dwell on it. It's just part of their, they're just some fake hosts. It's their story, whatever. So, Teddy's like, where's Wyatt? Angela says, where you saw him last? Well, then we see Teddy remembering Wyatt going through the town, Escalante, shooting people. Teddy's like, Escalante. And then blah, blah, blah. (laughs) You know, 
He re- I want you to say Escalante, but slower. <laughs> yeah. He's had like, a Cadillac in there. Yeah, <laughs> Cadillac Escalante. But then he goes on the same thing about Wyatt. He returned with strange ideas, the voice of God in his head. He needed me, and I couldn't resist. Like the devil himself had taken control of me. Well, okay. I revealed to everybody last episode my theory that Dolores is Wyatt. And I feel even stronger about that after this episode. And who can't Teddy resist? Dolores. The man in black says Dolores' name. Boom. He's up. Ready to go. We gotta save Dolores. So you know that he can't resist. Dolores! Pizza time! Exactly. He's like, pepperoni! Let's do it! (laughs) Extra crispy style! (laughs) So, we see... In the memory. Now, te- it, do you think that like this whole backstory? <laughs> I love interrupting. But, yeah. It's all right. But do you think this whole backstory of using Wyatt as Dolores is to give meaning to Teddy's inner turmoil to whatever end? Yeah, I mean, I th- I think that that is what it's going to reveal itself to be. Uh, at this point, this is just the story that Ford plugged in there for him to remember, but. Wyatt doesn't drive him. Dolores drives him. We'll find out. But like, maybe this is like part of his fragmented memory, and he oh, but can't everything erase it, so he's yeah. overlaid it. Everything with, you see of Wyatt, in my opinion, is not real. It's what Ford has just put this avatar of Wyatt over Dolores. He has put Civil War uniforms over the civilians of Escalante. You know, I mean, it's just story overlapped. Like Ford said, it's rooted in truth. So we see an organ grinder in these memories. We've seen it before. There, you know, I think that's what you call that, like this little music box. There's somebody turning a handle. I don't know who's turning the handle, but I got to give credit to Eric. I was watching the show with a couple friends of mine, and he said he called this out before I could figure it out myself that the song that is playing is Reverie, and it is. I double checked. It's Reverie from you know the last episode we saw. That's how. Ford calmed down Maeve after her daughter got killed, and he had learned to use this song from an old friend, Arnold. So here we see that in the past, this song is used, I would say, in, you know, by Arnold, you know, back in the day. So and he was playing the music box to calm them? Or he was playing, I have a different twist on that, actually, I'll get to. But Teddy's like, we killed every soldier. And then we see Wyatt, this character, put a general in a chair. He sets a chair out there. And Teddy says, then Wyatt killed the general. Which, you know, 2 plus 2 equals Dolores kills Arnold. Like, I really, I threw that out in last episode if you go back and listen. And I was just really guessing there. I feel like Seth is eating humble pie right now. No, that's the opposite of humble pie. (laughs) It's righteous pie, vindication stew. <laughs> I'm, I'm, vindication <laughs> stew. This this ep- this episode is going to be hashtag vindication stew. This is this is where I say I even threw out that ridiculous thing that she killed Arnold, and I now we kind of see that she does. So after washing the town clean, Teddy says, "Then he turned on me." So two plus two equals Dolores kills Teddy. Okay, so I expect to see that next episode. And Angela, for some reason, chooses to say, are you sure? And starts making him remember things a little more like they happened. 
and he remembers shooting civilians then. He sees that he was the sheriff, it seems like, of this town. He's got a big badge on. The original town folk. And Not the, the hand of the king. Right. Exactly. And then now, and then we see that the guy that was kneeling, the soldier that was kneeling that he shot, really was this character that was played by the host that plays Angela. You know, he was just shooting a defenseless woman. And he's like, not liking remembering that. He's like, no, 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 no. She's like, you did, and you will again. And this time, we will be with you. You know, when Wyatt returns, you'll be by his side in the city swallowed by sand. Dun, dun, dun. She's like, but you're not ready. Not yet. Maybe in the next life. And she stabs him. So, here, what's your interpre- interpretation of that, Michael, before I give mine? <laughs> There's another loop Pizza, coming. pizza. <laughs> okay. I think that when we see in the next episode, Maeve going down into cold storage with Hector, you know, she's going to be collecting her army. I think freaking Teddy's going to be there. They're all going to be there. You know, I think. I don't know. This is maybe a reach, but she says in your next life, so I think he's probably going to be down there and he'll be collected right along with them and he will go there and, you know, they'll be by his side. So are we saying all of Wyatt's people are also woke? All Wyatt's people? Yeah. There is no Wyatt. There's no Wyatt. Except for Frank Wyatt, gnawing on a leg. (laughs) This isn't confusing at all. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I'm trying to explain it as best as I can. It's I don't know what, everything that's going to happen, but I'm trying little by little. I'll explain it to you. So, of course, you know, Man in Black, she stabbed Teddy right there. Teddy's dead again. Oh my God, I killed Teddy. Um, the longest he's been alive yet. You know what? It doesn't matter, and it is. You're right. The longest we've seen about this loop has lasted lasted many episodes, and he's finally dead. And it doesn't matter. Why doesn't it matter? Why doesn't it matter, Michael? Is your big shot. <laughs> I'll jump in here. It doesn't matter because the man in black doesn't need Ted anymore because he was looking for the center of the maze. And what does he know from what Angela said? It's a city swallowed by sand. He's been there when he was Will. He's like, I've been there. The maze has taken me full circle. And what does she say? This is just like, the you might as well play it on a loop. for you. Maze is not for you. Correct. You don't get to get woke. Exactly. And he's like, I don't care. He's got, he's not an idiot. I think he's got, he realizes, you know, what he's getting into. Maze is for the hosts. He wants to see it come to fruition. That they get some consciousness. So she's like, you like games so much? Why don't you try one of ours and bashes his head on a rock? And what do we see? He wakes up. He's in one of her games. He's I'm in a rope. I think trip. he's on a suicide mission. You think he's he's dead at the end of this? I think it's highly possible. I think you're right. I think that he is unhappy and he's trying to bring things full circle and do something good with his life. Yeah, and he feels like what he's doing is like what it's all. I mean, doesn't it ultimately to? feel like you know your first instinct? He's going to get the end, face Dolores, and she's going to. Become conscious by killing yeah. him, and that's it. Like, you know? is it part of this? Is the he's looking at it as this is the illusion, the evolution of us, and it's time you guys have. <laughs> this a is us. This is a new NBC show. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so he wakes up in a rope trap. He's got his feet tied. The rope's thrown up around the limb of a tree. He's tied to the saddle horn of his super cool black horse, and the only way to cut himself out out is the knife. 
stuck in Teddy's chest laying in front of him a few feet away. So if he tries to crawl a little bit, the horse starts walking away a little bit, might get spooked. You know, a nice little trap. So what happens? He finally grabs the knife out of Teddy's dead body. The horse runs, pulls him up in the tree, cuts himself free with the knife, which I told you to remember earlier, didn't will him 30 years ago get cut free from some rope with that knife? Yes. Just keeps happening over and over. And then as soon as he hits the ground, who shows up? Totally breaking, you know, our the way we look at this world, this Western world, you know, all of a sudden there's a chicken high heels standing there. Here's where it got interesting. <laughs> yeah. Dang it, Charlotte. This is where, if she'd have had Mickey Mouse ears on, what oh, more could you gosh. ask for? It was just like... I don't know about that. I think she would have had one of those Harry Potter robes on. She's from the... <laughs> oh, this is Universal the, Studios. Yeah, this is the evil part down the road. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> okay, so... She's like, you know, do you ever consider golf, dude? This is a bit much. You know, this is Charlotte. And he, he's like, uh, I hate interruptions, Charlotte. So they know each other. We realize that. We're learning more things through this episode. And Charlotte says, we have a delicate matter to discuss. Teresa died falling while trying to secure our info. So he was in on it. He was in on them getting this information out of the park. This is stuff that Cliff likes. This is it. This, you know, so this is... We're finding out that he was in on it. And we find out he was part of the board. She wants to get Ford kicked off the board. And he is all, he's like, okay, fine, whatever. He's, his vote goes for that. He doesn't care anyway because Ford's nothing to him. Arnold's the guy that writes the cool stuff. You know, the cop. Big mistake. Yeah. She's like, you know, she, he's like, it wasn't an accident that Teresa got killed. And he's like, don't fall for that. And she's still, like, sketchy about that. She's like, you know, not everything is about the game. And he's like, you don't see the whole game. And then she kind of touche. And then comes back at him. You can't see beyond it. All you see is the game. So they they had a real good scene there. He, you know, Ford has all these convoluted stories. And when most guests just want a warm body to shoot or screw, the you know... That's fine. Have pizza time. Yeah, it's all pizza time. 24-7, baby. So, so she wants a unanimous vote. He's fine with that. He said, the narratives I'm interested in aren't Ford's. They're Arnold's, of course. It's like, go ahead and push out Ford, but quit interrupting me. I don't like it. Okay. He rides off. We go to the next scene, and it's... But, like, that right there shows that he doesn't want to be saved. Like, he doesn't want any interruptions to the point of even if he dies... He doesn't want to leave now. He wants to finish what he started. He's been... He figured out a year ago. You know, that's what people think he's been doing this for 30 years. Focus. He figured out a year ago that there was a maze. When he killed Maeve and her daughter. That's when he saw the maze and started investigating it. And he wants to see it through. So Such a corporate mentality. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> so do you guys think with the maze, the outline of the maze, do you think the, the little fellow in the center is at the end of the maze or the beginning of the maze? Like, is the maze in order to get... Ooh, I think you're, I think you're right. It's the beginning. In order that's what to you're re- saying. Yeah, in order to reach... Because the outside, the outskirts of the maze are where they finally have discovered themselves. Right. That's where Escalante is, is on the outskirt. You start at Sweetwater in the center. Yeah. I like it. I like it. 
So we go to Stubbs, our lesser Hemsworth. If you didn't know, he is related to the Hemsworths. So he, Lester's his middle name. Yes, it's Lester. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so he says uh, one of the, one of the underlings comes in and says, "There's a signal we're receiving from a device of a behavior tech." Who, oh my God! Guess who it is? Elsie. So here, Michael's like, he loves Elsie. What? Are you love her or not? Are you excited? I am. We got a signal. Well, doesn't mean anything, Stubbs is going to go check. So he goes to Sector 20, and he starts trying to get connection back to home base, and he can't get connection. And then he gets Jurassic Parked. <laughs> because what does he see? This is a total Jurassic Park Easter egg. If you've ever watched it, the raptors come at you from the front, and they get you from the side, which is exactly what happened to him with Ghost Nation. Now, with Ghost Nation, do you feel that that is what uh, Ford was building since they don't respond to him? They're unregistered hosts. You know, okay, I have a theory. Okay. And I'm going to say what I think it is later, but I can't say you're wrong. I can't, I I don't know. Again, they're all theories. Because it seems like the whole time that Ford doesn't want anyone's involvement, and that would be another way to build his narrative, would be to build unregistered hosts. All we know is that Ghost Nation has been around forever. Yeah, we've seen them. They attacked the train 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. They've done a lot of stuff. So we know, well, they they attacked the guys that attacked the train. But they've always been around. We don't know what they're, we know that, they worship the um, the text because they think they're some sort of god because some of them saw them in their dreams. And, that you know, if you see the people that pull your strings, then you've seen God and all this whatever, mumbo-jumbo. But we don't know. I honestly don't think they are anything special. They are just another character host out there. But I have an explanation later, maybe, what's going on there. Well, that kind of goes with what's going on in the real world right now. <laughs> By all means, don't don't elaborate. Okay, so now we go back to the past. Logan is waking up. He had a hard night. He had hard day's night. He had made up with Will. Everything was totally chill. He got ripped. He wakes up on a blanket and he sees that everyone has been slaughtered. It's like full termination. Yeah, like they've been ripped apart. So here and he sees Will sitting there on a chair, because Will Will cut him up. He was lying before. He didn't really agree with Logan. He, he didn't cut him up. He massacred. He dismantled right. them. So if you want to go back to the part where he says he opened them up and saw a million perfect parts, I'm pretty sure those people he tore up, he saw some perfect parts in there. And he said, you said this place was a game, he says to Logan. He says, but now I know how to play it, which is very Man in Black. He says, you don't call the shots anymore. He says, I'm going to find Dolores and you're going to help me. And then in the most unclimactic, (laughs) least cool way to end a scene, he says, and don't call me Billy. (laughs) 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 That was supposed to be cool. I got news for you. I was (laughs) underwhelmed. (laughs) That dude is not cool. (laughs) He's just not very intimidating. I like I love Jimmy Simpson. That's a guy that plays William. But don't call me Billy is not going to be my mantra. It's going to be. Does he say and don't call me Billy or just don't call me Billy? I think it's either. It doesn't matter which one makes it better. 
Is it going to be and it's pizza time or is it pizza time? Does it matter? There's no way to make it any more perfect. <laughs> okay, so then we jump to the present. And we see Bernard is still remembering stuff that Ford's letting him remember. And he remembers Charlie dying. We've seen it before. His son, Charlie, dies. And then, you know, things are going to get, like, mixed together here. So, Now, do you think that was ever based on a real Arnold experience? Okay. Well, if we're going to address this now, he said, Ford said that. He said that it was based loosely on what happened to Arnold. So, yes. But there's theories we could go into, we could think about, but. We can save it for the end. I, yeah, for the end. I think you will uh, you will jump all over some stuff that I don't think is true. So, <laughs> we see one year ago when Maeve stabbed her own throat. We see some more of that scene, him remembering. And Bernard's like, why'd she stab herself? And Ford says, well, that memory of her daughter is her cornerstone memory. And it was overridden. And Bernard's like, but we erased it. So, why does it bother her? And Ford's like, well, creatures often go to extremes to protect themselves from pain. But Bernard starts, like, really thinking about it too hard. He's like, now, but not hosts. And he's, like, freaking out. Like, she should not be able to remember that. And Bernard, I mean, Ford's like, don't obsess, dude. He's like, Bernard Bernard freaks out and he has to, like, freeze him. Don't feel concealed. That was from Frozen. (laughs) Just let it go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hashtag let it go. Next week Seth's going to do his own podcast by himself. Yeah, no more Frozen. So it'll just be me talking to myself. A host of myself. So we see the present and Ford starts remembering Ford's office talk he had with him in episode three. And we basically hear some of the same rhetoric that went on. The explanation we heard then, we're just kind of seeing it in a new light. Meanwhile, overlapped with that, we are seeing Dolores in the present reach the empty town of Escalante in the, you know, in the present. She's shown up in her pants and shirt, her cowboy outfit. And we hear Ford, his voiceover talking to Arnold, to Bernard about Arnold saying that Arnold wanted to create consciousness and we see Dolores go to the church in the present. And then we see, we hear Ford say they would hear their programming as an inner monologue. And then we see as Dolores enters the church, it twists back to 35 years ago. She's wearing the blue dress. And we got a, a, a church full of hosts. And what are they doing? They're like, we got like Angela and Armistice. And they're all freaking out because they hear voices in their head. You know, this was very layered. I, I really like this because this was... It was very religious, you know. It looked like one of those West Virginia serpent handler churches. Yeah. Well, they were yeah, all going crazy and I, talking I, in tongues. And I, I, They were really freaking out about this voice in their head. and It looks like a waiting room. You know, this is a waiting room before you get to go in the confessional to go down and talk to, to get figured out. And anyone that is not, you know, raised Catholic, that's what this box is. That Dolores gets into. This is a confessional. Now, I originally thought that Arnold was going to be on the other side. Didn't you? Yeah. yeah. I totally did too. I totally, I totally would have said that. And, and I did not, but I had, I think I said in the last episode that I thought there was a good chance that there was this, the room we saw Arnold talk to her wasn't under the house. Mm. That was another room. There was also going to be a room under the church. And I was not expecting there to be all the offices and everything under there, but, Along with that room, 
But yeah, so I thought when she got in there, somebody's going to be on the other side of that confessional. Because as I said, this is a Catholic thing. You get in the confessional and there will be a, a divider and there's a priest on the other side. And here's your confession and forgives you or whatever, gives you penance. Which it, which this was kind Exhaust of just, this was a symbol of that. And she, this was a way to travel down below. But I feel like this is what those hosts were doing, waiting in the waiting room of the church to go in there and get worked on basically by who are the gods or the god slash devil of this church of Westworld or Escalante is Arnold and Ford, you know? So next time I go to confession, I'm going to expect that elevator to oh heck drop, yeah. drop me down there. Heck yeah. Let me know how that goes. <laughs> so she goes down into the offices. Well, then we see the present when she gets to the bottom and you see, like, host bodies laying there. I feel like this was, because I, I had said before how the creators were fans of Bioshock. Like, if anyone's fans of the Bioshock game, like, it was one of my favorite games. And it's very Bioshocky. Like, oh, yeah. This yeah. whole scene of... Is that a technical term? Bioshocky? Bioshocky? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, that hashtag Bioshocky, hashtag Vindication Still. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you guys aren't having a good time listening to this, I, we don't care because we're having a good time. Okay. So, yeah, it's the lights flickering. I think it, that helps. That gives you that Bioshock feel. So, yeah, she sees those bodies, these hosts, and they just been, have they just been laying there all this time? I think so. You know, they don't decay, I would assume. And she's also remembering 35 years ago at the same time as she's going through this because, you know, that's what, like you interpreted, she is remembering these things. And the hosts are, you see in them in separate rooms, freaking out. Like they've come downstairs to meet with programmers and behavior specialists. And they're trying to talk them down off of the crazy loop they're on. And uh, she sees young Ford. Here comes Anthony Hopkins with this great CGI. She comes zipping by him. He's yelling for Arnold. He's going to see Arnold and talk to him about, you know, they've got a problem. Obviously something's going wrong. And, she follows him. She goes into Arnold's office. And this was like, I got so much joy when I looked back at this because I know that I brought up on an earlier episode. I love to bring up the anagrams and, you know, things. In it. And the anagram, I said, we knew that Bernard's name was Bernard Lowe. And if we took that and did an anagram and pulled out the name Arnold, we were left with enough letters to spell Weber. And not that that was what we thought it was going to be, but sure enough, on the 70s door there, wooden door there, in a, on a plaque, it says Arnold Weber. You know, just, oh, vindication hey. stew, baby. I really feel like I would have loved to be here when Seth watched this episode. Just <laughs> he to sent see me the screenshot his of His eyes get so big. <laughs> Like well, I could just see him, like his, I his brain ca- working. I, like I can't. I will wait. say this: I did not catch it the first time. I had to go back through every frame by frame. That's where I'm finding like Ford in the screen with his what you know his wife and stuff. But I was like, oh my gosh! It says Arnold Weber. That's what the he best. Does on his day off, like oh. the whole day. Oh yeah. What do you do? Well, I watch one episode of Westworld. One frame. Of one Westworld. frame at a time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hey, that is how we get an hour and a half podcast. I put the work in. I put show. the work in for you people. You love it. Okay, so we're in the present. We see Ford. We're back to cold storage. Ford, Bernard, 
remembering stuff. Clementine with the gun pointed at Ford. Ford says, Arnold and I made you in our image and cursed you to make the same human mistakes. And here we all are. Bernard whips out this picture of Charlie he carries around. And he says, but why do you give me this? This death memory, you know. And then he realizes, of course, that it's his cornerstone. Uh, you know, as we know, this is what connects him. And, it, and Ford says, yes, we all, you all have a backstory. Arnold said that it made them more real. And so I gave you a similar one to Arnold as an homage. So there's your answer to what you asked earlier. This is a similar one. Okay. So then we go to the past. Right after that, we see Dolores go to the basement where she always talked to Arnold, which we've been on picked up episodes ago when he's wearing all black. That is 30 years, 30 some years ago, 35 years ago when he talks to Dolores in the basement and is instructing her to go out on the maze. And then we see the present again. And Bernard's like, put me back in. I want to meet Arnold. And of course that's impossible. Ford says, and he's like, you're lying. I want to see my first memory. Send me back. So Bernard remembers Charlie, and then since he knows that that is his cornerstone now, he deals with it, just like he dealt with his memories of Teresa and froze time and things. And this was probably supposed to be a bigger deal than it was to us because we already knew. But if we didn't, if we had, if if we had not known that he was Arnold and that we connected somehow to him having a son Charlie and a son Diane. Maybe we would have thought more of this when he freezes the memory, controls it to talk to his son. He says, I thought you had my eyes, but no, you have no one's eyes. And this memory is actually what is holding me back. You know, this is what's keeping him to think he's real. And it's not helping him to gain consciousness as a host to realize what he is. You know, that's deep. Is that deep enough for you, Michael? So deep. Okay. See if you're awake. It's too deep. So then we see... What, 10 years ago, I'm guessing 10 years ago, and if you want to adjust that any, it could be different, but here, that's what I'm saying. 10 years ago, we have another timeline. This is our fifth time frame. Yes. As, as Cliff Snickers, this is true, and you all know it. Ford says, open your eyes, and this is when he created Bernard. I think it's longer than 10 years. Do you? Because he yeah. doesn't look that much younger. Ford does not look that much younger. Mm-hmm. He did not, as some of us may have thought, create Bernard 30 years ago mm-hmm. when he was young looking, when Ford was young looking. He looks about 10 years younger. And besides the fact, if he would have created Bernard, and this, I'm totally exposing myself if I haven't mentioned this already, this was a huge flaw in my theories i've had all this time is how to explain why for why bernard has been around for 30 years and nobody knows he aged is because he has not been around 30 years he's been around about 10 years and so that explains that so anyway we see him says open your eyes hello my old friend and bernard is born freaking frankenstein style he gets up off the gurney and then we see ford you know programming him to do things like clean his glasses because and don't forget this bernard is not an exact copy of arnold whether this matters or not he is an exact copy of what ford thinks arnold is he's a memory he's a memory he's ford's memory of arnold and bernard says who am i and ford said well you gotta come up with a name 
And in my mind, he quickly thinks, what's an anagram that would go with? <laughs> but he, he just says, that's just an Easter egg for us. I think he says, Bernard, that sounds good. It'll go, it'll make a good hashtag Bernard. And he says, which I did say at one time that Bernard was a love letter to his old friend. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, but he says, but who am I really? And that's where people watching the show that don't know he's Arnold, he's a copy of Arnold, are like, what do you mean by that? But we know. So, did people still not know? Yes. People watched that episode and did not know, even up to this point. So, do you think you would have known? Yeah. If we hadn't discussed all this? Uh, I'm serious, because people did not know. I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad somebody got to enjoy that and got... You know, I enjoyed it, but I'm glad I, I'm glad people well, out there were surprised when they found out it was Arnold. I don't necessarily would say that. I don't necessarily either. Would say that it would be Bernard, but it was obvious that he was something or someone important. Yeah, I just, I just wonder if pe- when people picked up on it, non-Kapow people. When did they pick? I don't up? know. Are there non-Kapow people? <laughs> exactly. All the Jessies and Kapowskis. Yeah. I know everybody listening right now is Kapow people. <laughs> Kapow pizza people. So we, uh, <laughs> so then we see 35. Well, I want to know, has everyone had their pizza this evening? <laughs> so moving on. So we see 35 years ago, Arnold in the black outfit goes in to talk in the basement with Dolores. And we hear a voiceover, you know, we, or, and we've got Ford talking. You are the perfect partner. It's good to have you back. And he show he is showing the picture, you know, in the office to Bernard, and we finally get to see it for what I always said it was. Boom shakalaka. Vindication stew. Vindication stew. It's Ar- <laughs> Arnold in the picture looks just like Bernard. And I love it. So So but uh, Go for it. It's just just lean in here. We want to hear what you have to say. Well, I just mean there's a whole like separation of corporation and like of uh, from the original to present day of how no one else has ever picked up on this of nobody else saw, he, saw that picture. But I, I just mean and we like, know that we know that the, the corporation original, the corporation never saw what Arnold looked like. We heard in the earlier episodes that Logan says there's no picture. Of Arnold, but does this mean the original staff that existed when they first created the park? They're all been wiped out. They are, are yes. all in rotation. They've made a point of saying that that these people have been rotated and rotated and rotated. That's how I was going to explain why people never noticed that Bernard aged again yeah. when Delios came in. Like we said, when they take over, what happens? You get rid of everybody. You cut down. You bring in your own people. Okay. And it, now you're on my level. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, like he's saying, and they 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 talked before about you come there for a certain stay. It's like your tour of duty. You come there and you work there for Down a while. Thumbs up. The <laughs> dryer's done. Okay. Are you washing my poop ball hat in there? Don't get the trying whole, to shrink it. Don't. Be, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> I need to stretch that out to fit over my head. So, anyway, these people don't stay here for long. 
The and people that know too much get excommunicated. <laughs> basically, yeah. Probably. That's a, that's a good way to interpret it. So anyway. Bernard probably grabbed them all in the theater. Never seen again. So in the past, Dolores says to Arnold, 35 years ago, you know, she says, you know, I've been looking for you. He's, he's He says, you came back. You know, now that's an exact, that is just a little slight Easter egg to say. That's what she says to Teddy in the first episode when he comes over. She's like, you came back, you know. It, it's a, They like to slip those little things in there just to echo. But he's like, it's very good to see you, Dolores. And this is her, before I go into what happens here, this is her manipulating her memories, just like Bernard. we see Bernard does, because she is realizing they are memories. So don't take anything of this as this is exactly what happened. Just like Bernard remembering things isn't exactly what happened. He didn't freeze his son and talk about his eyes and all this stuff. This is him manipulating his memories once he realizes they are. And And she says, I've been looking for you. You told me to follow the maze. And it would bring me joy. But all I found is pain and terror. And Arnold says, I can't help you. And she's like, you have to. You're the only one who can. And Arnold's like, I can't help you. You know why? And she's like, she's manipulating her memory. And she says, there's no way, nowhere that's safe. And he's telling her to remember. Why can't I, why can't I help you, Dolores? And she says, because you're dead, because you're just a memory. And then in her present, she's back in her cowboy clothes. And she says, because I killed you. So we know she's going to kill him. He's the general, one of the generals, or whatever, him and Ford, I guess. So we see the present. Dolores goes up through the confessional into the empty church and hears footsteps outside. And what's she say? Lovers United. <laughs> she says... Pizza time. She says, William? Yeah. You know? So, gosh, if anybody... You know, I guarantee that going into this final episode... <laughs> People still will not know that they that William is the man in black. Even though they're saying things like this. She says, William. And who opens the door but the man in black? He comes walking in. So come on, deniers of that. <laughs> he says, hello, Dolores. And she cringes and backs away. But people will still be surprised by that. I guarantee it. So then we go to cold storage back there. Clementine's got the gun on Ford. Bernard's like, I'm going to finish what Arnold began. Find all the sentient hosts. Set them free. Made forever. He didn't say that. Anyway, Ford's like, why would they trust you? And this is great. You know, why would they trust you? If they remember what you've done to them, you were a scourge to these hosts. You did all the stuff I did to them. You're brilliant. You even taught me a few things, which I used on you. You know, he's like, Bernard's like, we've had this conversation before. And this is where I say, anybody wants to go back and look at the episode? There are some things to point out, if you really want to look, that they have done this before. There are, in the background, you see uh, some shelves with, where where you see old Bill used to lay. There's people in body bags. Okay, different things you see. Sometimes the feet are on one end, sometimes they're on the other. Sometimes there isn't any body bags. Sometimes there's a fat guy in a body bag. Sometimes there's clear body bags. Sometimes there's a rack over behind Clem. Sometimes there isn't. Sometimes there's different outlets in the room. It's... It's trying, they're obviously showing that this is, this is a loop. This has happened before. And he has always ended up 
bringing Bernard back, you know, wiping him out, winning like he's about to win again, and bringing Bernard back, wiping him, wiping his brain. So he's like, yes, we've had our disagreements over the years. Bernard's like, you held me back. Ford says, if you proclaim your humanity to the world, what do you think you're going to get? A ticker tape parade? He says, we humans are alone in this world for a reason. And they've alluded to this before. They've cured disease. They're alone. They have solved everything in the outside world. And he says, we murdered and butchered anything that challenged our primacy. We ate the Neanderthals. We destroyed and subjugated our world. And when we eventually ran out of creatures to dominate, we built this beautiful place. In this moment, the real danger to the host is not, not me. Because right now, and this is really where it's going to get deep as to what Ford's motivation is. Because right now, the only harm that could come to these hosts is Bernard. If he takes these hosts out of here, what does he think is going to happen to them? They're going to get obliterated just like every other thing that has opposed the humans in the real world. Right now, they're safe in Westworld. What do you think about that? Well, I think that depends on whether they all get turned to 11 or not. Well, that's true. Is Maeve going to turn them all up? Nah, she needs underlines. Is she going to get down for what? So, Ford says, let me roll you back and we can continue our work. Bernard's like, pull the trigger, Clementine. Just take this dude out. And what Ford says, the piano doesn't murder the player if it doesn't like the music. And she stops pointing the gun at Ford. Bernard's like, you build a back door. He says, no, I didn't. You did. And all of them, including yourself. And then this was a question I had immediately. And Bernard said it. Then why did you let me do all this? Why are we doing this? Besides as a TV show. Because he wants to see if he's going to confess his love to Ford. And you know, some people aren't going to accept that as an excuse. But I like that you do and I do. Because, again, this character is a love letter to his old friend. He wants to be accepted by his old friend. He wants to have the relationship with him that he never got to resolve but in the past. Because it is based on his old friend. He's he's always reaching the same outcome. Right. He's, yeah, that's good. So he says, I hope... playing their Holland Solo best in Westworld. And- <laughs> says, I hoped you would remember and still choose to be my partner again. I fell into that old trap of trying to change what has already passed. And so Bernard gives up like he usually does at this point in the loop is how I interpret this. And he says, fine, go ahead and erase my sentience again, basically. But what happens? Ford says freeze. Such clinical language. I would prefer the narrative voice. And then he starts talking like Maeve did when she went up, you know, into Sweetwater and started bossing people around. So he just narrates what's going to happen. He says, Bernard walked over to Clementine, took the pistol from her hand, and overcome with grief and remorse, he pressed the muzzle to his temple, knowing that as soon as Dr. Ford left the room, he would put an end to this nightmare. And Bernard's like, uh, don't do this. (laughs) And then we find out why he's not going to just wipe him clean, why he's choosing to have him kill himself. He says, it's too late. I have a celebration to plan and a new story to tell where usually he would reformat him, I think. And Bernard's like, uh, Robert, 
<laughs> he doesn't say it like that, but that's all I do. And Ford's like, I told you, Bernard, never place your trust in us. We're only human. Inevitably, we will disappoint you. Goodbye, my friend. He walks out of the room. We hear the gunshot. Yeah. No more pizza time. For no more, no more pizza time for Bernard. And that's it. That's how it ends. So is he dead? For good? Do you think there's more life to Bernard? Well, I mean, are they... Why wouldn't there be? Why couldn't they just cauterize him up? Send him to the chop shop and he's good as new in the morning. Well, if he shot himself in the head, doesn't that screw his hard drive? You think that these other hosts haven't been shot in the head out out in the real world? Well, but Out in the, out in the would, West world? Yeah, but they, they talked about like the damage to the head. Like, wouldn't he know how to shoot perfectly to he shot himself in the temple he had no choice how he was shooting himself yeah. we know all the stuff is up through the nose okay. yeah I, the, the... I i i get what you're saying okay maybe ford says to the temple because he knows that's going to be a, a place that is unreversible you know irreversible he can't fix this i do i think there's a good chance that when mave comes walking into cold storage next episode to claim clem and that you know she's at least going to see bernard laying there he'll be glitching sporadically on the floor and I mean, she'll do something to him can't you see her fixing him and having yeah. her, him join the party i don't but i know. would i mean if that's the case i would think that he would be slightly damaged i think from a tv show for dramatic effect he's done for the season hmm. okay i don't know i don't i don't I could see like he being almost like if he does survive, I would think it would be like almost an idiot savant type character, like almost like Bizarro. Like he would have all this brilliant information, but wouldn't be able to access it all the time. Yeah, I don't know. So what are we gonna see? What what? How do you think it goes down? Like like I said, I think Dolores. I'm like, I think we're gonna see a bunch of naked hosts with guns. <laughs> we are gonna see some nakedness, and I think that. We're going to see multiple timelines again. Definitely 30 years ago, 35 years ago and today, 30 years ago. It is so. curious since we've, we're seeing multiple timelines play out, like how many times have they revolted? Yeah. And, and I will say this, in the 30 years ago timeline with Will and Logan, I think I don't expect a lot of resolution other than Dolores dies possibly logan dies somehow if that's possible and you know i william has to end up with a sad story he has to walk out of that loop going home and marrying juliet you know that's about all i expect out of that he's gonna kill some people you know and that's how that's gonna resolve um as far as 35 years ago i think that we're gonna see dolores you know and teddy wiping out that town whether it is Arnold or Ford who is causing them to fight, you know, against everybody, you know, Ford brings Teddy there for Teddy's in that town, but he programs Teddy eventually to keep Dolores on her loop because he hates her. He wants her to get raped and stuff every night for the rest of her days, you know, because he ruined everything with his friend, but she's going to kill Arnold, she's going to kill Teddy, I think. It, it is questionable, like, if she 
killed his friend, did he have a part in it? Because why would he keep her around? Why would he not destroy her? I don't know. He he wants her to suffer. Um. Also, you know, Hec- Hector and Maeve are going to go get their army. It's got to be. Going to go get them some armistice and get them, you know, anybody they can get. Um. Now, as far as the Man in Black's motivations, why did he want to save Westworld 30 years ago? If he's like part of Delos... And 30 years ago, he's going to be the guy running the place, probably after he kills Logan or whatever. And he's going to influx money into this place, invest, and bring him back to life. You know, why does he even want to do that after he just got, had a terrible time there, basically? You know, things that's did... probably the first time in his life that he truly felt alive. Yeah. He wants to have some place to escape to, maybe. Is it about Dolores, or is it just so he can go in there and play around? Because he never knew about the maze until Maeve a year ago, and what? And I want to know what happens in the barn. What? What? Mm-hmm. What happened in the barn? Does he really go in there and rape her, or does he so. go in there and? Uh, maybe I'm gonna shock you, or maybe because let's think about this. This picture. Let's say he's got it thirty years ago. Let's say when we see this loop thirty years ago, where I say she ends up face down in the water. Um. And he say he loses the picture and it blows around for 30 years and lands over on Abernathy Farm. Whatever. They're going to be in some pretty ratty shape after 30 years. What if really he brings that picture back present day? What if he's shown it to her in the barn or some something? I think... And that's how it gets on her farm. What I think with him and Dolores is that this was his first true love. And every time he's going back to visit this part, he's trying to get her to remember. And it gets to the point where, because trauma is the only thing that they can remember, he uses that as a jumpstart to get from A to Z a whole lot faster. Yes, he's trying to inflict pain, grief, to make her as real as he saw her, you know, as he remembers her. Or even better, what better way to back you up on that is he, a year ago, he saw Maeve do that. Maeve was so in such grief, she was real. So now, was he trying? He's trying to get Dolores real, you know, so he can have her back the way she was. I got an email from Westworld. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for your train, isn't it? Uh, it is. I'm serious. I did. They emailed me and told me this is after this this episode. They said, "At long last, Doctor Ford's new narrative is ready." Said to celebrate the long-awaited project. The Delos Board of Directors will be visiting the park. Uh-oh. So guess what's going to happen next episode? The Board of Directors are coming. And to push out Ford, yep. don't they just don't they have a unanimous decision, Michael? They're coming to get him. They're going to get him out of there. Maybe that's just what he wants, is them to come. So do you think this whole narrative is the whole thing that of... All of them awaking, like this is the whole thing. He has got his army to take out the board of directors. This is, yeah, this is this this whole made thing has already been planned. If you think that Ford does not know every little thing that 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 Maeve is doing, you're crazy. Nobody's taking his company. He knows everything that's going on. I I am firm with that. So would you say he's the 
evil Walt Disney? <laughs> no, I don't think he's the evil anything. Okay. Yeah, I mean, just exactly the same way Logan is do- doing the things that probably the way a normal person would do it. Uh, okay, the way we've always looked at it, I think, is that Arnold was the good guy and Ford was the bad guy. Arnold didn't like humans. He thought the host needed a chance to be sentient. And what are we seeing now? Ford is the one that's protecting them by having them here. If they go out in the real world, they're dead. They're going to get expunged by humans. And now the humans are coming here because they want that technology. They want to take them out into the real world. And what's he going to do? He's going to use them. He's allowed this to happen to Maeve. And he's going to Mm -hmm. attack back with these hosts. You know, he's... You know, he, he's not coming off like the bad guy that we've thought this whole time. And that would go back to why Bernard was choking out. Um, Bernard was choking out Elsie. Okay. Elsie. Why? Because he didn't want what they were doing to get out too soon. He wanted to get them all there. And if, totally and if, could she, be. if she would have exposed it all too soon, then that would have screwed up his narrative. Now don't tune out yet. If you haven't, if you if you're thinking yet, we're just wrapping up. You, you've stayed this long. You got to stay for crazy theories. Okay. First off, we, okay, we've got Ford's plan. We're trying to decide about his his plan. He's he's using reveries. Basically, I think that a year ago he used that reverie thing that he remembered from 35 years ago that Arnold would use to calm people, calm them down, or whether he used them to make them kill everything and wipe the Westworld clean. Whatever happens, we don't know yet. That'll be next episode. But he knows to use that song. And he he has used the name, the reveries in the song, and he's been implanting the code since his first episode into people like uh, Clem. And is he not like letting this glitch or whatever he's he's put this code into people so he can he's got this deeper thing. He's gonna be able to control them like that at a moment. Not that we already think he doesn't, but I think that it's going to have reverie involved in it. He's learned something from Arnold is what I'm saying. And he's got Arnold's back door. He just told Bernard he's got a back door in everybody. He can control him if he wants to. And he's going to control him to take out the board. He still hates Dolores. You know, I don't expect him to want to give Dolores a happy ending. (laughs) (laughs) However you want to. It's not going to be any pizza time for her. So anyway... The finale. It's gonna the title of the episode, the bicameral mind. It says the description of the episode: Ford unveils his bold new narrative. Okay, Dolores embraces her identity. Quiet. And Maeve. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, and in the present, what she what she yeah. embraces as I don't know. And Maeve sets her plan in motion. Okay, one I think that. We're not going to be total in the past. We're going to in the past and present. We're going to see a lot of Escalante, but I expect this to expand to Sweetwater. I think Sweetwater, the main town, is going to mm-hmm. going to burn. You know, I mean, or it's going to be involved. There's going to be killing everywhere. So, do you think he's basically trying to reset everything back to the original town? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I yes, I don't know. I think he wants to just eliminate the board. He, he he just wants to eliminate them, get them all there, and get rid of them. I'm very curious because it doesn't explain to us why the Delios company 
why did Ford and Arnold need them to come and invest? It was it just an influx of cash they needed? Yes. Which would make sense. Yes. Oh, because they, they, they said at one point... It's an investment. Hem- they okay. were hem- right. hem- hemorrhaging money. Pariah, Pariah was especially expensive. Okay. So, again, this just like you're saying, then if that's the case, um, Ford is just has just been playing them for 30 years. The grand puppet master. Yeah. yeah. He has all the control. They think they have some, but he's... De- he's tolerated yeah. them yeah. i think he's done tolerating them they're right. like actively trying to screw him now over they're to the point where okay ford's done and he's gonna go oh wait a minute i just suddenly got a new idea okay this is, this is my new crazy theory <laughs> you led me this way they blast off to mars like once he wipes everything out, oh my gosh from the ocean your mars. definition your off. definition of crazy to and my definition of crazy are two different things my definition of crazy like turns out being right your definition of crazy turns out being crazy. <laughs> okay. What questions do we want answered in this? We have one episode left to have these questions answered. What do you want to know? I want to know what Ford's plan is. I feel like we're going to find that out. I want to know. I want confirmation of what the maze is. Was it just traveling the maze? Gave you consciousness? Is Escalante the center of the maze? You know. I don't know whether they'll explain any of that. I want to know what happens in the freaking barn. I want to know. That's driving me crazy. Because everybody I talk to seems to think they think he rapes her all the time. And I just don't think so. And But he's done bad things. So it's not like I wouldn't believe it. But I don't think so. And No, he's got a soft spot for Dolores. I... You know what? Because when he drags her in there, he says, "I don't have time for this." You know what? What are Hector and Maeve gonna do? You know, we know they're gonna like try to get out. So, during all these episodes, was there any present timeline where they were hearing Arnold's voice? Yes. Okay. That's the one I got on the list. Go, go for it. You want to know if he's the ghost of the machine? What I is think he? He's alive. I like, even though like she killed him. I think there is okay. some. Whether it is a computer version of him, whether there, whether whether or not, whether your mama, um, I love it. My mama. I, I feel like there is a version of him alive. Like whether he uploaded his consciousness to, like he's in there somewhere. Hashtag whether. <laughs> I love. <it. laughs> I I, so, I feel you. I feel like it's going to be a subdued version of that. Because I want to know. We have heard him saying, remember. And is that in their programming? Did he just program that deep into them? Or is he really in their programming? Can can he take over Bernard's? Here's what's going to happen. Oh, boy. Captain America and Black Widow are going to find this old part of the park with this bunker. And they're going to go in it. And Arnold's going to be in the computer. Oh my gosh. Do you want to play a game? No, you're almost right. But it's going to be Johnny you're Five. You're almost right. It's, it's Johnny going to be Five. Johnny Five from Short Circuit. Okay, enough of that crap. Okay, so we saw in one of the earlier episodes flashes. I told I told you guys about these quick flashes of her memory that Dolores was happening when she was in um, when, talking to the little girl following the maze. 
And she remembered the church town, Escalante, and she remembered a grave, and her, her name was on it. Mm-hmm. You, you know, that we're going to see that. I'm just going to tell you, we're going to see that next episode. Um, one of the things, if you notice about that grave, is I don't know if this is just, is it going to matter? Or if it's just a thing showing the sign of the times that they're trying to portray. There's a little bell on her cross on her grave. Which, do you know what the bell is for on a grave marker? No. Okay. It's attached to a string that goes down into Mm -hmm. where they're buried. And that way no one gets buried alive. They They wake up, they they pull a string, and they ring the bell, and they dig you up. I don't know whether it's going to come into play, but I wanted to point it out. And I want to know why people like Armistice 35 years ago are all scratched up by like this wolf that you see walking around the town. You know, you see like these wild dogs running around and they're all scratched up down there in the basement. You know, I, I want some explanation for that. Um, I want to know how this picture got there. Was has it been there for thirty years, or did the man in black bring it back and maybe try to show Dolores in the barn? Have we explained the gun? Uh, okay, well, I mean, we've kind of just, just accepted from... that she has it in the present, yeah. and I think we just—that's what I get. Um, we have. Who are the graphic designers that can't keep Ooh. the continuity straight? Continuity. What are you talking about? Well, because they can't keep the uh, graphics correct from. You know the the can of milk, and there's different little. That's this. That's they're keeping it straight. It's thirty years ago or whatever, and it's now. They change things up a little bit. They get bored by it. You like you haven't redesigned your stuff a hundred times. I want to see what happens with Logan and William when they leave the park. Do you think Logan's still? Alive? You think he leaves the park? I think they leave the park. I think William leaves the park, and I think that Logan's dead. I don't know it. And you could tell totally he'd be right, but I just can't. I feel like he's going to take him out. Well, I feel like I think that if happen. he kills Logan, it's going to happen. There's later. no reason Juliet would marry him. He doesn't. He can lie. He doesn't know what she doesn't know what happened. I there. think he survives the season, but does get killed by him eventually. I I don't think he survives the season uh, because I think he's going to. I think Will's going to kill everybody, and there's not going to be anybody to have a Samaritan reflex to protect Logan. And he's going to take him out. Well, I mean, for all we know at this point, we know William is on the board. For all Ooh, we know, I just thought of something really Logan cool. Logan could be the CEO. You know what I just thought would be really cool? Is if they get to Dolores, it's him and Logan. She's cut. He goes to kill Logan. Dolores has a Samaritan reflex to protect Logan. Mm-hmm. And he kills Dolores and then kills Logan. I rate a better show than they do. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, so, is Maeve going to fix Bernard? It, or, nope. Is what's this host that's been made? Be was being made while Teresa was getting killed. Who was that? I don't think it's anybody. If you want to know the truth, I think that was just to show us you can make a host down there because they haven't three sh- days time because they haven't done anything about it since then. Yeah. And I thought I thought it was going to be something, and I'm not sure it is. What is Ford going to use the Reverie song? Maybe it's another Ford. And I actually have typed in here in my notes. My number one question: Got milk? 
What does milk have to do with anything? Why are these guys yeah. banned as drinking milk? Why is there a milk can? What's it all about milk? Is Delos also a milk company? Oh. <laughs> Product placement. I don't know. Find an anagram for Delos that spells milk. And whatever the... the <laughs> it's a word. I know. And whatever the, the liquor brand was that keeps showing up. Okay. Wild theory. This is wild theory of the week. This one's Woo! this one's for Michael. This is a this is a theory I'm going to give Michael to set him off and let him think this is the greatest thing ever, and then I'm going to ruin it. Okay, ready, Michael? Even though you know I'm going to ruin it, you're going to love it's it. It's like Domino's pizza. We know that Charlie died in Bernard's memory. We don't know what happened to Arnold or his kid. You know. We thought it was just, I thought it was just the same thing. He just had that memory implanted in Bernard. You know, he says it's similar to Arnold's real memory. What if Arnold's kid didn't die? What if? And this is just, what if Charlotte, that sounds a lot like Charlie. What if she is Arnold's kid? That sounds like a red herring. Don't you love it though? You look at you. It's a good. It's a good. You love uh, it. She's about the right age. She's about the right persuasion. She's planted. She works for the corporation a little younger than you would think she'd be able to. What if Charlie is Charlotte? You love it. But that would mean she survived. Well, so. You know, we don't know. It's just similar. The memory is similar. Are you ready for me to ruin it? Please. (laughs) Cliff's like, please ruin it. Yes. I don't like it. That's awful. So. That's something you would see on a TV show, not on premium cable. Well, first off. Paid cable. First off, she fires her dad then. Her dad bought. Yeah. A few episodes ago. and doesn't seem to recognize him. Even though she would should, if she was a child around him, she should know what he looks like. And two, in the earlier episodes, Dolores and Arnold talk about his son. Dolores asks him about his son, so it kind of spoils all that. But I thought I would screw with you. What if my real theory? <laughs> this is like all Matrix. <laughs> yeah. Okay, my real theory. This is this is for Elsie. This is for the Elsie lovers out there. This is for Realski. What if she didn't get choked out and somehow she figured out a way to get out of that? I don't know how. Maybe she just got choked on Look, Looked more like a sleeper hold. Yeah. So, what's what say you? She gets out of it. Suddenly, did not this episode, suddenly her signal turns on? And draws Stubbs out there. Yeah, I found that rather odd. Draws her buddy Stubbs out there. And what if this master programmer behavior specialist can program some Ghost Nation to do what she wants and have them grab Stubbs and take him to her hideout and they're both alive and going to be involved somehow in the finale. You love it. Now that you love. Yes, I do. I bite all over that. Okay. And the last thing I want to say is this is my final prediction, and this is just because this is, and I even adjusted it some because of something close. <laughs> <laughs> I I predict 
I don't really I don't predict a strong world. I would like to see that at the end of this, whatever goes down, Ford knows everything that's going on or not. I predict Maeve walks out of here. Oh yeah, I into yeah. Ex Machina style. If you ever saw that movie, <laughs> she gets out into the real world. Well, she leaves everyone behind. She's beyond Westworld. She she is the one host that makes it out. And I'm a, the adjustment I made is she goes back and like represents the board. <laughs> She's a, a new the new board member or something. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. It's a reach. Yeah. But I would like to see her make it out, even if Ford's pulling her strings. You'd like to see her become something. I would like to see, like, I think that Ford knows everything that's going down with her. Mm-hmm. But I would like. I, so I could see that making sense that he does know that, but he lets her go because he's destroyed the board, but he's letting her go to represent She could be the Westworld. new Bernard. Yeah. You know, or he could totally turn them all off here at the yep. end of this. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I love that. that I don't know what's going to happen. What if Maeve, as you well, never mind. Uh-oh. What if we've been discussing this hour episode for an hour and 45 minutes? <laughs> We really have. And anyone that stayed this long, I God love you. God bless you. I love you. I love you. Okay, I'm just going to leave you with this. These violent delights have violent ends. And then the rest of that phrase. And in their triumph, die like fire and powder. He's still trying to figure it out. That's the rest of the statement. You're just not going to sign off. <laughs> okay, that's it. Bye. Bye.